Baptism is like a wedding ring. It's an outward symbol of the commitment you made in your heart. Even if I lose this ring or I get another one, which by the way, this is my second wedding ring. The first one, I didn't like it. I got another one. That's what happens when you're an adult and you're married. You do whatever you want. It's an external symbol of what has happened internally, right? You're listening to audio from Forward Church in Irvine, California. We help people find hope in Jesus. For more information, please visit forwardchurchirvine.com. Baptism is closely connected with entrance into the new covenant community. When you get baptized, you enter into the new covenant community. And when you participate in the Lord's Supper, you are in an ongoing way promising that God, I am going to be faithful to you. And so when we talk about baptism or we talk about the Lord's Supper, which both are going to happen today. All of these ordinances are simultaneously God's pledge to us. God divinely ordained this grace to come upon us. And so when we talk about baptism, the word baptize means to submerge into water. You're about to see these amazing folks be submerged into water. The Greek word baptizo means to immerse and dip under water. You go under the water as a symbol of burial, and you come up out of the water as a symbol of resurrection. Maybe what I'm about to say sounds very obvious, but you can't get baptized without getting wet. Amen? You can't get baptized without getting wet. Just the same way you can't get full without eating. This is the moment when you get baptized where heaven and earth meet in the face of Jesus Christ. You can't get baptized without getting wet. If you're thirsty, you need to have a drink of water. If you're hungry, you need to eat something. And as uh, Dimitri pointed out in his message a few months ago, you can't get God in you without getting God in you. Are you guys with me? So the way to get God in you is to get God in you. And one of the ways we do that is through the Lord's Supper. We talk about baptism and that you don't get baptized to become a believer. You get baptized because you already believe. Amen? Baptism is an outward proclamation of what has already happened inwardly. I want to remind us, the people getting baptized today and all of us, that baptism doesn't save you. Only your faith in Christ saves you. When you get baptized, you're essentially saying yes or I do to God. Baptism demonstrates your incorporation into Christ's body, the church. And when you get baptized, those of you that have already been baptized, you're following the example of and obeying Jesus. And here's the thing. If you're here today and you are a Christian, but you have not yet gotten baptized, and if you're trying to wait to become a better Christian, it shows you don't fully understand what baptism is. Your job is not to be perfect. That's the job of Jesus. Your job is to get perfected by Jesus. So it's like trying to wait to make sure that everything is perfect before you get married, before you find a new job, before you start a new business. You just have to go and do it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there will never be an absolute perfect time or an absolute perfect environment. You have to take your next step. This is why it's so important to come to church, and this is why it's so important. As you're looking on and seeing everything that's happening, I want to ask you, what's your next step? 
Do not leave church today without taking your next step of faith with God. Maybe it's a greater level of commitment. Maybe it's taking a step of faith into the unknown. Maybe it's getting baptized next time we have baptisms. Maybe it's following Jesus. See, when we talk about baptism, baptism isn't a box to be checked. It's a relationship to be pursued. It's much more than just a particular ritual. There's much more that's happening. I love the way that the Westminster Confession defines baptism. It says baptism is a sign and a seal of the covenant of grace, of the believers in grafting into Christ, of regeneration, of remission of sins, of the forgiveness of sins, and of his giving up unto God through Jesus Christ to walk in newness of life. So guys, today you're going to walk in newness of life. This is a resurrection. It's, it's incredible. See, when we talk about a sign, which baptism is a sign, a sign is a symbol pointing to a greater reality or to an idea. Let me illustrate it to you this way. Baptism is very much like a wedding ring, meaning that this wedding ring that I have on my finger that I wear every single day, it is a symbol that is demonstrating to the people around me that I have made a commitment 17 years ago to my wife in front of God and in front of people. I said, I do. Meaning that if I lose this wedding ring or if I'm not wearing it, it doesn't mean I stop being married. Amen? I know Victoria's happy about that. She wants to keep me her entire life. Fuel feeling is mutual. So <laughs> baptism is like a wedding ring. It's an outward symbol of the commitment you made in your heart. Even if I lose this ring or I get another one, which by the way, this is my second wedding ring. The first one, I didn't like it. I got another one. That's what happens when you're an adult and you're married. You do whatever you want. It's an external symbol of what has happened internally, right? So baptism, what you guys are going to go through right now, it doesn't save you, but rather baptism is a way of you demonstrating to other people that you are already saved and that you're making a commitment to the Lord. This past summer, my wife and I, we went to three weddings in the span of two months. And I want to ask you a question. Those of you that have been to a wedding before, or maybe you've been married or you are married, do you know what is the most important part of the wedding? What's the most important part of the wedding? The vows. That's right. Let me, let me tell you this way. It's not a wedding until somebody says, I do. Until then, it's just a nice party. There's catering, there's food, there's photographers. Everybody's dressed up. All the guys got a nice, neat, clean fade. All the women got their hair colored. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm speaking the truth. You're finally paying attention to me or, or to what I'm saying. But it's not a wedding until somebody says, I do. And I'm happy to report to you that the three weddings I went to this past summer, every time the both people said, I do, which is great. Because otherwise, I would tell you I went to two weddings and one was just a party. Right? So that's the same way that our union with Christ is. That, that we are today, you guys are saying to Jesus, I do. One theologian says it this way, as he's talking about baptism, comparing it to marriage, he says, God is our bridegroom who has chosen us, paid the dowry, given us his ring so that all may know that we belong to him. Even more, God has made it so clear to us that the ceremony of baptism, which is that we are about to partake in, this is God's love for us. It's not a dream. It's a reality. 
And so in baptism, we are exchanging vows, uniting Christ, the bridegroom, to his bride, the church. Baptized individuals profess that they are joined to Christ's body through faith. And that union with Christ manifests itself in union with his people. And because you're getting baptized today, you're incorporating into the church. You become part of the family of God. Those of you guys that have had kids or you maybe visited your family or friends that had a new baby. My, my younger sister recently had a son a few weeks ago. Whenever a couple has a new baby, what happens? Family and friends visit the hospital, right? They deliver well wishes. They rejoice at the addition of this new life. In a similar way today, friends and family, you are here today. We as a church, when people receive the sign and seal of baptism, you guys become a part of God's family and you now begin to enjoy the privileges and responsibilities of family membership. And that's exactly what's happening today. We're welcoming new members into our church family. That's awesome. That's a celebration. And I want to point your attention to the fact that the baptism is like God's seal upon you. When we talk about seal, this word seal, it was used in the context of even the Reformation. It referred to a wax imprint that marked a document as official and legally binding. When we talk about baptism as a seal, it is a seal whereby God takes the general promise of the gospel, the good news that Jesus saved you, and he applies it to you in particular. In the ancient world, the same word referred to marks on a body or somebody was branded. It was a mark of ownership. And so when you guys get baptized today, you are marked by Christ's death and resurrection as witnessed by both baptism and the Lord's Supper. See, in my family, we have this tradition that my wife started a few years ago. During Christmas, we send out Christmas cards to family and friends. And there is this wax seal that Victoria creates by hand for each envelope. She seals each Christmas envelope with this wax seal. And she hand makes this wax seal for every single envelope. And it has our family initial on it. It has a K. So that when people get our Christmas card in the mail, and before they open it on the back, there is a wax seal, and they know who it is from and from which family this Christmas card came from. In the same way, baptism, God places his mark, his seal upon the one baptized. It's very special what's going to happen right now. And so the repentant and professing Christian receives a seal of heaven's ownership. I believe that when we do spiritual things, when we come to church, when we read our Bible, when we get baptized, we often talk about us wanting to have an encounter with God. But I believe that in baptism, it is God having an encounter with us. Are you guys with me? It is God coming down from heaven to earth and putting his seal specifically on you and demonstrating that what he did on the cross is true, that he loves you. And so when we talk about baptism, it is implying that a person has repented. I personally had the privilege of speaking with Patricia and Gideon and Tyler and Sam And I know that they have repented and given their life to Jesus Christ. I know that. We had a conversation with them. 
See, the Bible says that Jesus came to not confess sin because he was sinless, but he wanted to fulfill all righteousness. And we see from the text that Jesus was baptized. He obeyed God the Father in every respect. Baptism reminds the church and you as an individual of Jesus' cross, where Jesus took away and nailed your and my sin, and where Jesus' triumph becomes our triumph. Baptism reminds us that Jesus suffered our judgment and he made peace with God. And so many people, I believe, wrongly assume that baptism is primarily, hey, I'm going to live for Jesus and I plan not to mess it up. That's not how you should look at baptism. God says in baptism, you now belong to me. My seal is upon you. My good news was for you. I am madly in love with you. I will be with you every step of your life. I will be with you on earth and in heaven. There is nothing that you can do to take away the love I have for you. That's what God is saying to you. And he's putting his seal upon you. And he's saying you today will begin living for me because I will live in you. That's what baptism is all about. And it's awesome, and it's incredible, and it's miraculous. As we are about to, in just a few minutes, going to go and dunk you guys. I know you're ready. Uh, you can see their eyes. They're like, dude, let's do this. Come on, round of applause. Yes. See, here, here's, here's the reality, church. Jesus Christ on the cross was thrown into the ocean of God's wrath. When Jesus on the cross said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All the sins of the world, all of your guys' sins came down upon Jesus. Darkness came down upon Jesus. And Jesus was experiencing disintegration so that you can experience salvation. Jesus took upon himself all of our sin so that you can have salvation. And this is why it's so amazing to follow Jesus because we can be saved and the reason we can keep going back to the well of Jesus' salvation, because Jesus is going to deal with the layer and layer of slavery and sin and bondage, even if you mess up. I'm going to tell you right now, and you will, and I will. We as a church are here for you. We are going to come alongside of you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to love on you. We're going to support you. We're going to cheer you on. We're going to pick you up when you're down, because that's what a family does. So you're stuck with us, whether you like it or not. That's what we are. That's what we do as a family. And so when Jesus died, we died with him too. When he was buried, we were buried. And when Jesus rose, we rose too. And so because we're united to Christ by faith, we receive the benefits of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Through faith, we vicariously participate and all that Jesus did in baptism pictures that reality. Thank you for listening to this audio content from Forward Church. We hope you were encouraged and are cheering you on as you follow Jesus. For more information, please visit forwardchurchirvine.com.